How are you? I am good. What are you up to? Um, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just started my work day about 45 minutes ago. Um, this week is Easter. It's Holy Week. Yeah, yeah we're currently in Holy Week. Um, yeah. I I learned today, and I I I might have heard it before, but I never connected. Yeah. I learned today that in some traditions they call today Spy Wednesday because of Judas, right? Because of Judas, so it's thought that this the Wednesday would have been the day that he went and made the plot to give Jesus over. It's crazy when you think about that, like. Mm-hmm. And has like the timeline of it all. He just two days ago, three days ago, saw Jesus come in triumphantly on a donkey. At the Last Supper, mm-hmm. Jesus says, "And one of you will betray me." Mm-hmm. Judas already knew; he'd already made the plan. So he'd already made it, but then he leaves, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. So is that when he collects the money? I don't know when he collects it. In Luke twenty-two, verses verse five. It says they were glad and agreed to give him silver. So he accepted the offer and started looking for a good opportunity to betray him. So I don't know yeah. when when he got the money, if it was when in the garden or there. But he probably had the conversations ahead of time and said, here's the deal. And then yeah. I will let you know. So maybe then on the. So I think when he left, it's it was him knowing that Jesus was going to go to the garden. Yeah. And he went to finalize so it. Going to get the authorities and saying, like, here's the plan. Yeah. But in Luke 22, it actually says, verse 3, it says, Satan entered Judas, who was numbered among the 12. He went and discussed with the chief priests and temple police how he could hand him over. So Satan entered Judas. Yeah. Leads us to believe he was not in his right mind. I sometimes feel bad for Judas. Yeah. Because think about, like, he tried to return the money. So think about the guilt afterwards and the yeah. shame that he had to live with yeah oh exactly like and and that's that's something that we forget is that like he was overcome with guilt yeah and went to try to return the money and they wouldn't take it back because it was blood money yeah think about that for a second they paid him yeah they paid him the money but they wouldn't take it back because it was dirty money the money yeah. that they hate him. Like, isn't it crazy? It, it is. It's like a a double edged sword with yeah. Judas because you're like, yeah, he he made a poor choice, but then also, like when Satan took over, essentially. But then you think about the poor guy afterwards. Yeah, and like sometimes I think about like it. The next the next section it talks about the preparation for Passover. Yeah. Um, and then it talks about. Passover, the Lord's Supper, which is the Last Supper, right? And, like, he sat through that entire thing knowing this plan, including when Jesus said, one of you will betray me. Yeah. He knew full well it was him. And said, is it I? Yeah. It's almost like he was not testing Jesus, but wanted to know if Jesus knew. It's a it's a very interesting dynamic when we think about it. And I think for those of us who have grown up in the Christian church, it's a it's a part of the story that we all know so well that I don't think we actually really consider what yeah. it looks like. 
and the impact that it had. Sometimes I think about like that la- the Last Supper, especially in this time of year. Yeah. And like any of the disciples, how would it have felt? Like you would have felt that that was a different. They they ate meals together all the time. Yeah. Right. They would have. This would have probably been their third Passover meal together. Yeah. Right. Like they they did the big celebrations together too. Yeah. Just the little day to day meals, but they would have done these celebrations before. So, like, did they recognize that this one was different right off the bat? Exactly. Yeah. How How did they feel? What did What did they experience? What were their questions? And like some of them. We, we have a, you know, we have a note of some of their thoughts or their questions. Yeah. You know, you think of Judas and you think of Peter. Yeah. But there's a lot of them we know nothing about. Now, here's a question. Yeah. So we know that the Passover meal, generally, the Passover acknowledges the Israelites' freedom from yeah. slavery in Egypt. Yeah. Is it just coincidence that this is all happening on the Passover celebration, acknowledging their freedom from Egypt, when Jesus is now coming and saying, I am coming to free you yeah. from the slave slavery of your sin. That's interesting. I've never thought of that. Like, I've never tied the two pieces together. I, this year is the first year that I kind of thought yeah. one to the next. I know that everything that Jesus did was intentional. And so it makes me think maybe. Yeah. Which is, um, that's an interesting thought. Because he was chased out of his hometown. Yeah. Right. He could have let them, let them kill on them. Exactly. Like there was, there was, there was a few times recorded in the scripture where he, yeah, could have been killed because one of them was it. It wasn't when he was in his hometown that he literally disappeared. Yeah, I can't remember which one that was, but there is one where he just like all of a sudden he disappears into thin air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like there were times yeah. that they could have killed him, but it wasn't time yeah. yet. Yeah, and he and he says that it's not my time. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah, like he knew he knew that his time was coming. Yeah. Um, and then at the Last Supper, he knew he knew going into Jerusalem on the donkey. Yeah, he knew what the next, next week was going to hold. That's crazy. When I think about, because, yeah, when you think about all of the emotions of everybody involved, you know, you got your 12 disciples, you have Jesus, you have um, his mother Mary, you have Mary Magdalene. Like, when you think of all of the people connected to him, And you think of the next, or, you know, what from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday was like for them. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I know. The turmoil he must have felt. Yeah. If I'm, like, somewhat dreading something for a week. Yeah. Like, something small, it, like, takes over my whole life. I know. And then I think. And, like, knowing the depth of what was about to happen. I know. So I know we have referenced the chosen a lot lately, but I was watching an episode the other day and Jesus and I can't remember which disciples had to be, they were walking through town or just outside of a town and there's some guys being crucified and Jesus kind of stops and just looks 
And here, no, he's still near the beginning of his ministry. So he's still probably three years away from this happening to him. But it was that look of like, yep, that will be me at some point. Right. And, and you go, how do you then function for the next three years knowing that ultimately that's how you're going to end. Yeah. But knowing that you have all of this work to do in between. Yeah. Now, the other question I had, not so much about the death. Yeah. Something that came into my head. So, like, it talks about how in the end age, um, not even the sun knows the time, the hour. Yeah. What else? What else did God keep from him? Yeah. Um, Because it's the responsibility of the father like did jesus know that the cross was going to be the way his whole life yeah or did he connect that somewhere along the way i think we chatted about that this past christmas or the christmas before yeah you know as a as an infant what does he know yeah right does he know that ultimately it's the cross does he know he's gonna heal all those people yeah like what what does he know as he grows yeah and at what point in his adult life, like, was that all revealed to him when he officially started his ministry? Or was that revealed yep. throughout that time or before? And I don't yeah. think we'll ever know. No. And that's that's the reality. I don't think we will ever know. Um, it, it's one of those things I would, like, put on my list of things to ask when we get to heaven. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, I go, when we get to heaven, are we even going to care? Part of me thinks that when once we get there, we'll have a well, we will have a greater understanding. Yeah, exactly. Adam and Eve had a greater understanding in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, right? exactly. And then their choices led them to less of an understanding. And yeah, exactly. Us to less of an understanding. Yeah, um, and I I think that going into eternity, yeah, is like going back to what the garden was supposed to be. Yeah, which makes sense. That wholeness with and like depth of relationship with Christ. Yeah, no, that makes sense. The cool thing is that brings it bringing us back to Easter. We get to do that. We get to go into that wholeness because of the cross. Exactly. Right, and it's so much more than just Jesus loves you and died for his died for your sins. Yeah. Right. There's so, exactly. so much more to it than that and so much more depth. Some somebody I was doing um some mentorship yesterday with one of our young adults and yeah. And she asked me what my my salvation story was. Yeah. And so I said, you know, I grew up going to church. Uh so I I think that I asked Jesus into my heart when I was three. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people who grew up going to church have a similar yeah Um, exactly but i said it was when i was 13 which is 20 years ago (laughs) yep um (laughs) i was at camp and i don't remember anything that was taught i don't remember anything i don't remember who was speaking nothing but i remember they played the song the wondrous cross when i surveyed the wondrous cross yeah and Staff members came in carrying that ginormous wooden cross at Pine Lake. Yeah. Um, and something inside of me, when I looked at them walking down, walking through the the chapel with them, 
yeah. something inside of me went, this was for you. Yeah. And all of a sudden, everything I'd learned became way more personal than I'd ever experienced it before. Yeah. And I don't remember. The next thing I remember is being on my knees at the mercy seat. Yeah. And like recognizing my sinfulness, recognizing what everything I had done to separate myself from God to the best of a 13-year-old's ability. Exactly. And not caring about what any of my friends were thinking. Yeah. Um, and I'll always remember that. I remember exactly where I was in the pines at Pine Lake when yeah. I realized that like salvation was actually mine. I yeah, when it became personal to yeah. you. And I was at camp when it happened for me, and it was just one of those like, whoa moments. I think when it becomes real, and every year at Easter, it becomes real to me all over again. Yeah. And the more I connect to things, yeah. like like this, what I've connected this year of Passover, yeah. symbolizing freedom from captivity. Exactly. Um, That camp. I don't, I, I can't ration that as coincidence or just like a happy accident. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, like... uh, and I look at that and I'm like, no, because I get caught up. I get yeah. held into in my own sin. Yeah. But Jesus has done something about that. And he's, you exactly. know. Yeah. And then I think back to that day at Pine Lake. And yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. We, yeah. we cut out for Which a like, but. Yeah, we did. I was like, ah, I'm just not going to say anything for a second. Um, but it's so true. And yeah, the more it becomes real, the more we look at it, the more meaningful it is, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, and the more it becomes real in my own heart and my own spirit, the more I want to learn more from the Gospels. Yeah the more I want to read the story. Yeah. And like connecting it to all of the the Old Testament leading up to it. All of yeah. Jesus' ministry leading up to it. 100%. And so that's what we've been trying to do on the podcast is like connecting all of those points. And that's why we flip-flop. We flip-flop through the Bible. Yeah. Right? Because that, that helps us to connect all those pieces. It's one story strung together. Yeah. So. Yeah. Flip flop back and forth. Yeah. So this Easter, try to pay attention to more than just what you hear. Yeah. More than just what you already know. Mm -hmm. And try to connect the points of Jesus. Yeah. All throughout the Bible. All throughout what you know. Exactly. And uh, see see how it changes your perspective on on Easter this year. Yeah, and and share with us what you learn. Yeah, I know we often ask you to share stuff or whatever, or tell us stuff that you're learning. But we really we genuinely would love to hear it and know yep. what what God's saying and revealing to you. Yep, we would. And I, I don't know about you, Alicia, but I often find for the few days after we record the podcast. Yeah. People get trapped in this the, these conversations with me. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm is like, good. No, you need to understand. Exactly. Yeah. It's a huge thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. It all it all works together. It does. Enjoy the time. Not just not just the time off, but enjoy yeah. the time where you get to focus a little bit more on what yeah. Easter really is. I'll talk to you later. Yep. Bye.